Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. From the After 9 podcast studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Happy motherfucking Friday! Welcome to After 9. Today it is Scott, Kat, and probably Dave Blizzard. <laughs> Let's make it really awkward when he comes in. He is, he's going to come, but he's, he's running... I don't want to say running behind. I mean, he can come whenever time he wants. He's the boss. But when he comes in, I think we should just make it extra awkward. Like, oh, oh, he's here. He's here. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. it'd be like, anyway, we'll switch subjects. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just make it super awkward. Well, he's going to have to walk in and join us midway through the pod. So that's coming up. We're going to talk about a couple of questions that are on my mind. Number one, is Jimmy Fallon a piece of shit? And... Uh, what exactly is going on with Scientology? Because I think I've heard enough to think I don't like these people. And what's the other one? Uh, oh, we're going to talk about the amount of people that are getting sexual products delivered by Uber. We've got some new numbers from Uber, and these ones are very revealing for a lot of different reasons. We will get to all of that and more coming up on this episode of After Nine. A uh, couple things that popped today on our morning shows on 91.5 The Beat in Waterloo Region and Energy 95.3 just about everywhere else. We were talking about this, this couple who bought a home. They bought a home in New Jersey. And then shortly after that, big storm went through. Their basement ended up getting flooded. Oh, that sucks. I feel like there's somebody listening to this pod right now saying to the, to the radio or to their phone, did they get a home inspection? I don't know if they got a home inspection or not, but the house flooded as soon as it rained. So they had to take all the drywall out of the basement. And when they did, dozens and dozens and dozens of empty bottles of rum sitting in the wall. <laughs> that's, that's empty. Come on, at least leave some full ones for the new owners. <laughs> uh, how old, Could they figure out how old the bottles were, by the way? Like, do they, do you, can you really tell on a label? Uh, good question. I don't know, actually, if you could tell the year. Huh. I mean, if it was wine, you certainly would be able to. Yeah. But I don't know if they do that for, for rum. But uh, apparently the home must have belonged to Captain Morgan or something <laughs> like that because there was a lot of empties. So some people are saying, don't make a joke about this because it's clearly the former home of someone with an addiction problem to oh, alcohol. Uh, absolutely is. I mean, I don't know about the don't make a joke about it, but the truth is that's a, that for sure that's a sad situation. That's someone who probably had to hide their um, alcohol uh, addiction with to, with their family. That's what I'm assuming is what's happening here. So they created a, a place to store all the bottles so that they couldn't get caught drinking in excess. That's what I think when I hear that story. I don't know. I mean, I think it was probably more along the lines of lot of a, a big rum fan, obviously, who kept all his empties as like a trophy. You know how some people do, college yeah, and university we, students. Honestly, and not even college university. So we've got our our speakeasy, right? I think everyone knows. We it took us. I swear it took us a long time, okay? It wasn't a weekend. But we got those giant crown royal bottles. You know, like the giant glass ones? That you It's like a pitcher. Oh, right. Yeah, the huge ones. Yeah. And we saved up, like, there's five or six of them that we use as lights at the top of the speakeasy. So, yes, I know what you mean. Like, you can collect them. That's, But this is different. This is not for a display of some kind. This is clearly someone trying to hide it. Because why wouldn't you just put it in recycling when you're finished with it? Or, I mean, I've had empties in the past a lot of them and, and most of the time i'll just take them back to the beer store and you get your refund and you buy yourself a new two for that's usually how the circle of life works here in ontario by the way it's so shitty that the amount of money that you get oh I, it's, you know what i do it's now? not even worth the hassle to bring them back in some cases I, I put them out on the curb in a separate bin because people take them every every time we have them oh well that's nice that's recycling well, in a way that way they don't have to sift through the bo box either like i don't mind you taking them that's no problem so i'll, I'll actually set them aside like if we have wine bottles, especially when we have company over, because fuck, those people drink. So I'll Not put- Not you, but no, the, the guests No, no, me never. Okay, maybe one or two wine bottles is from me. Uh, but no, I'll put them in a separate box at the end of the driveway when it's recycling day, and I'll try to put it out early too, because they'll come by and they'll take it. And they're very respectful. Like they'll put, if it's in a, a bin or some or a box, they'll 
fold up the box and they'll put it in a recycling bin. Like they're not trying to like disrupt anything. It's great. Take it. Fuck. Go ahead. Because I go back there and I think, yeah, I've got like six wine bottles and we've got this and beer bottles. And then you go to return it and they're like, here's $1 and 40 cents. I'm like, why the fuck did I drive over here? It was For co- cost me more in gas to get here. So what's the point? So I might as well give it to someone who's going around collecting it. Well, if I had a massive collection of crown Royal bottles or rum bottles and I thought, I don't even want to take them back to the LCBO. Uh, fuck it. Just drywall right over it. Leave them in the wall. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened here. No, I think it's highly unlikely that that's what happened here. <laughs> well, it, it got us wondering, though, how much do you really know about the house you live in? It's a great question, right? And how much would you like to know about I, the house that you live in? Okay, so loaded question. One of the houses that I have lived in in the past, when I moved in there, Mm-hmm. Neighbors came over and they were like, hey, welcome to the neighborhood. It's great to have you, but you better be on your toes because every couple that's ever lived here divorced. I ended up divorcing like two years later. Oh, really? This was the house that you were in, huh? Right. And and it's a weird thing because I don't want to think there's some mysterious force out there, but maybe there's just some houses that have like a negative energy to them. Oh, people believe that. That's why they have the people who go around saging homes. So when I got my current home, girlfriend, realtor, soon as we got the keys, both walked into the house and they're having like some big fucking sage party. And <laughs> yes. I had no idea what was going yeah. on. I'm like, eh, fuck it. I'll just wait in the car. I don't know what you guys are doing, but it looks like you're going to burn down the kitchen. But they're they're trying to book a high priest to yes. come in and they're waving this fireball of sage around and sprinkling salt in the corner. And I thought, well, now you're just making a mess. But apparently (laughs) you need to do all these things to cleanse the home. We, uh, when we were talking about this on our our radio show, not as in depth as we'll go here, but uh, somebody had texted in and said that they did it. Their parents did it. And they said, guys, just so you know, my parents, they moved into a house. They saged the whole thing top to bottom. They got divorced a couple years later. So don't believe all of it. Uh, but I do, to answer your question about like the negative aura thing, I think that that could be a thing. I think a lot of people would agree that could be a thing. Some homes even I've been to, not necessarily lived in, thank goodness, but I've been to feel like there's like a negative, I don't want to say presence. I don't want to sound like that person. I was like, there's a haunted or, but there's some form of a heavy feeling that you get almost when you go inside some home. So it does happen. I'd love to, like, I'd love walls to talk, especially when you think about those century homes. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's so interesting. And Mm -hmm. when people know about their home. Don't drink the water. They're lead pipes. Oh, well, that too, right? (laughs) But they can mean the people who've lived there or left behind things. And I mean, these are rum bottles we're talking about, but people have left behind notes and photos and newspaper clippings and all kinds of shit that kind of gives you an idea of what the people that lived in that house went through. My house isn't that old. It's like 12 years old. But I'd still, I'd still like to be able to know everything. I know a little bit about what happened in my house. I know a little bit just because my neighbors tell me, right? Because the home builder lived in my house. Really? Used my home as a place to live while he was building the homes. So he made the basement his thing. So that's why it's like in in our basement, it's basically like a suite in the basement as well, like a side suite area kind of thing with two closets. It looks like it could be a primary bedroom, but it's downstairs because they lived in that downstairs while they tried to rent out the top while they were building the homes. Anyway, not everybody gets the stories though, right? You can ask your realtor all you want, all the questions, and they can answer as much as they can. But man, I love the the thought of like century homes. Oh, oh, here he comes. Okay, he's he's coming in. Okay, so let's change the topic here. Uh, Ah, Dave. Dave's here. Hey, Dave. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to let you know that the new Uline category uh, catalog is in everybody, so we could go ahead and look at office supplies later. (laughs) Amazing. Can we pick our own anything? Absolutely not. We do not have the budget for that. (laughs) There is no budget for that at all. (laughs) Because I also know your tastes are very expensive. Damn it. (laughs) You get you get get to look at nothing past the glossary, (laughs) and that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. S- sorry, I'm late. No problem. Were you doing uh, employer stuff? Or? Boss things. Boss things. Boss things. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. How have you been? We'll get caught up here before we get to the stuff that we wanted to talk to you about. Uh, good. Is the baseball team done now for the done. season? Done. Season is over. <gasps> oh, yeah. I kind of miss the team now. I miss that. I, I used to look forward to those updates every yeah. week. In fact, I've called him and he's like, can't talk on my way to baseball. I actually go to bed wondering, I wonder if they won and why he didn't text me to tell me. You like them better than us or something? What, the team? Your team, yeah. You think you could be friends with them outside of the team? Yeah, they don't ask me for things. <laughs> Other than, can you pass me the bat? <laughs> 
<laughs> so I really like them. They're great. Is it like one bat for everybody or does everybody bring a bat and then you have nine of them? No, we co- like like I have one. Uh, a couple of other players bring like one or two that they use or uh, not everybody brings one, but we have, I think, probably five in total to choose from. Okay. Usually on average. Right. Is it like when you're playing like Little League, like I'm using an aluminum bat, stand back. I wish we could use wooden bats. But You're not allowed to use wooden bats? No, it's, it's not aluminum. allowed. No, it's aluminum. Why is it, why is it not allowed? It's not uh, green enough. <laughs> it's like the LCBO. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what the, the reason for it is, but it's like all minor baseball. They prefer you not to use wooden bats until you get to a certain level. Oh, 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 okay. Or rep baseball, things oh, like that. Okay. Like I think in, in some of those cases, it might have changed since I've, since I played when I was younger, but mm. um, yeah, you, you just, yeah, it's aluminum bats. So I, I love the sound of a baseball coming off of a bat. Just that sound, that crack sounds yeah. so good. Especially the silence right before, right as it's the balls in the air yeah. after the crack. It's Yeah, usually there's a lot of silence after I hit it. The ball <laughs> takes, it takes a while for that ball to come down. Fuck, he looked like he'd be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the um, uh, the sound is not the same. A softball off of a, off of a, a, an aluminum bat, but it's still... It's like a, punk. It's, is it more like a punk? Uh, yeah, it's a little... <laughs> sometimes they're like... <laughs> and you're just like, well, that doesn't feel very like masculine and a dread. Like I'm like, I swang through that and it goes clink. Yeah. <laughs> but the season's over. The Obi Run Kenobi's. Uh, we won one or two. No, we won two. We tied one and we lost the rest. Oh. Yeah. We won't say how many the rest is. No. Notice then, how that number yeah, was omitted. I'm purposely omitted. omitting that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was. Uh, what did we play? I think we played. 10 games in total. So whatever that two was seven losses. And then you have your preseason, you have your playoffs. We didn't get to the playoffs. We would have you lost seven games in a 10. No, no, no. Every team <laughs> makes the playoffs. It's one of those kind of leagues, but uh, they had to bump the schedule for um, it started a little bit later. And then there was a couple of rain out weeks. So we ended up going into September, but half of my team is like, I can't play. I got kids that now their whole schedule has changed and I just won't be able to play. It's always adults sacrificing their own fun for the kids, isn't it? It's brutal. And their activities and all their things. And and let's be most of the kids' activities are pretty boring. I'm actually shocked you didn't trade yourself to a contender before the playoffs. I should have. That would have been great. (laughs) Holding the press conference, hand myself a jersey. That would have been awesome. Uh, But thank you for all the questions. I get lots of them. So I think we're going to try to do this again next year. I think you should. Add some people to the team. Um, as well. So, will there be tryouts? I, sh- I should have tryouts. You should charge like a, a hundred bucks to try out, and you'll guaranteed you're going to walk out of there with ten grand. You know, just an after I nine listeners. Film it. I would just want to film it too. Can we film it? Look at us. The tryout. Yeah, film the tryouts. What the fuck are you going to do? You're not going to play. Looks I never said I'm going to play. I'm going to go film it. You're it's actually going to go and film. You're going yeah, to send Octavia to film it. We can sell that shit to Netflix or something. Oh. Are you kidding me? I'm thinking big here, guys. The documentary. I'm thinking big. The the building of the Obi Run Kenobi. Yes, yes. <laughs> Where it began. <laughs> and then we, then we get a cease and desist from Disney immediately. <laughs> yeah, it will not be on Disney Plus. <laughs> no. George um, Lucas is going to show up to the actual triads and be like, "What do you guys think you're doing here?" Excuse me. <laughs> and why are you using aluminum bats? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a lightsaber to use instead. That would be exactly. I take that. See? Okay, lots to do here in, in this episode of After Nine, even though we're a third of the way through it already. Yeah. Um, wow, there's just so many th- places I don't even know where to start. I okay, I, I think we'll go here. There has been no shortage of really, really likable celebrities that are ending up on the wrong side of a PR scandal. And I'm thinking about James Corden, Ellen DeGeneres, Lizzo, and now Jimmy Fallon. Cat is Jimmy Fallon a piece of shit? No, I don't. I'm going to answer that right away and say no. But I do find it interesting is the second you said likable and then you listed all the names, how many people when those stories broke went, yeah, I fucking would have thought that. Yeah, I, I probably would have assumed that. Really? When it came to Ellen for me, there was something about that for her. I thought she's probably not nice to people. Does that make you suspicious of the rest after it was Ellen? Uh, Yeah, I mean, yes. Now, when it comes to Jimmy's specifically here, the, I, I find it interesting that these accusations are not are non-specific. They're, we knew that he had good Jimmy days and bad Jimmy days. Really? Uh, that's what they called it. Really? They called some of the dressing rooms crying rooms because you cried when, it, when you had an idea or a thought and he shut you down. 
isn't, I don't know, like so far I'm not hearing anything that's fireable, a fireable offense, really, unless you, because he's not screaming, you're a little piece of shit, you twerp, get the fuck out of here. None of that. There's no specifics on that. The other thing was the alcohol. That's the part where I go, oh yeah, I could have fucking told you that. There was a time, especially during COVID, where I recorded all the Tonight Shows and I watched them just because there was like a lack of shit to do, right? You couldn't leave your house. And this was the time that he, the accusations are between 2017 and, and also 2020 was the year that someone said they smelled alcohol in his breath and in the elevators, you could tell when he was hung over. I mean, COVID times aside, you shouldn't do that while you're at work, regardless of what timing it was. But I yeah, mean, cat. It, it, <laughs> but anyway, easy. Uh, you could be next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, easy now. No, but you know, I, I just 14 former employees two current employees who all remain nameless and it's Rolling Stone. I mean, I have a lot of like, I I don't really believe everything to be equaling. He's a piece of shit here. That's all. I get the sense that there is uh, like you described the good Jimmy, bad Jimmy days, right? Yeah. There, there seems to me to be like a, it's like he can't get out of his own way on those days. And if it's something that you need help for, all right, yeah, get help. Get help for that kind of thing. But when you're in a position where you have people reporting to you or just certain things that you say, the way you say them can be taken the wrong way. Yeah. It is difficult to communicate. Yeah. It's really, really hard. But if he's off and he's not treating people the way he should be treating them, that's going to have a ripple effect. Okay. Is there any possibility here that this is more a misunderstanding than anything else? Because I'd like to think that Ellen DeGeneres is a kind person and a great boss. She certainly plays the character on TV very well. I'd like to think the same about Jimmy Fallon and Lizzo and James Corden and all these people that that we put up on a pedestal as so quote unquote great people. Is it just that because they have that nice persona, the employees misunderstood the workplace? They thought, oh, he seems like such a great guy and I'd love to work for him. Uh. But then when you get in there, you realize, Oh, actually, it is a job. It's work. And it's work. It's actual yeah. work. Yes, I do agree yeah. with you there. And, and they were expecting sunshine and roses yeah. and the roots to be playing every day at yep. lunch and all that sort of yep. shit. And then when they found out, no, you got a deadline. Write the fucking script. Get yeah. it done by five o'clock. Yeah. Or this isn't good enough. Um, Go back and do it again. Like that shit's real. And I I'm, think one, sorry to cut. Sorry. Go no, ahead. no, go no. Ahead. Yeah. I was just going to point out that one of the things that somebody had commented on was that uh he would belittle people if the if the jokes weren't good enough or if the comedy wasn't strong enough. So maybe there's something in the approach and how he dealt with people. Yeah. Because oh, ultimately oh, he's the he's the guy who signs off at the end. Yeah, that's possible. He he did for for those of you who it matters uh, to, he did have a meeting yesterday apparently and he didn't deny any of the accusations about him being a little bit tough on him. I don't know about toxic. It depends on your definition of toxic, but all he said was, uh, I'm sorry if I embarrassed you. I never set out to create that type of atmosphere at the show. I think sometimes I'm working with the best of the best. You're the top of your game. I want the show to be fun. It should be inclusive for everybody. It should be funny. And I miss you guys. So he didn't necessarily say, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, but keep in mind again, 14 current employees and, or sorry, 14 former employees to current I think there's something to be said about what you said, though, Scott, where um, the image is that this place is a super fun and exciting and, and you know, everything, puppy dogs and, and ice cream all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you get into that environment and you realize that it's, that it's an actual, it's a pressure cooker, they're doing a live show every day at five o'clock they're recording. Mm-hmm. So they got to work their asses off to make sure that it's quality programming that gets to TV because you, you have to. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's been so many different showrunners, though, tells me that there's some sort of a disconnect between either the host and the people yeah. that are putting everything together or the network and the showrunners or something. There was like nine in nine years. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. That's a problem. That is true, and yeah. that was an issue. Apparently, the one that they have now, he has been there for now for like a year and a half, and apparently things have turned around, which is why all of these accusations and things are coming 2020 and before. Mm-hmm. Nothing current listed here anyway from these accusers on Rolling Stone. There's a really great quote from Tina Fey and she talks about comedy and this probably relates to just about every position that you're in in any job I think Um, it's prepare tightly perform loosely. So the shows that you listen to or the shows that you watch where people seem like they're the loosest and they're the most carefree and they're the most yeah let's just swing wing this whole thing. They're usually the most prepared people and the most prepared shows. Mm -hmm. Like down to the note they've got it all figured out and they it's a it's a t- 
tight, tight plan that they follow all the time. So I love that quote from Tina Fey because it's, it really does take somebody well prepared to come across as laid back. It's, inc- it's an incredible skill to be able to have mm-hmm. as a performer in any medium that you're in. Hmm. Jimmy Fallon, though, in all fairness here, because I don't want to discount the the accusations from these employees. I mean, they clearly experienced it differently than, than Jimmy thinks. And we know that Jimmy's got a long history with booze. He's always been a boozer. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he admits to it a lot on show. That's why I say that. That's why I say like, yeah, I think you did have a problem. Cause at one point he talked about getting drunk the night before and then getting drunk with this celebrity. And then he was dancing and he was drunk. Every story that he had involved liquor, like everyone. That's why I was like, oh, well, it wouldn't be that surprising if he had a bit of a problem at one point. If his job is to go out there every day at five o'clock, even though we watch it at like 1130 or whenever it is, and be that happy on guy. And and it's such a wide variety. Like one minute he can sit down and interview Barack Obama. And then the next minute he's playing with Aerosmith on classroom instruments. Anything to it that he should probably, he probably needs a few drinks to get psyched up for this every day. Everyone's different. And most of the stories that Scott and I have start with a couple of drinks. Yeah. Just about every adventure we've been in. It's Pretty like, much. Is this setting off any red flags for anybody? Like, anybody mm, listening? Everyone exactly. listening is like, triggering. oh. Everyone, yeah. everyone listening is like, well, oh, my good story start with liquor too. Yeah. Um, well, I feel bullied by cat right now. So. I feel, I, no, I don't mean to I don't mean to do that. But uh, no, but with Jimmy, I, anyway, I don't know him. I don't know him. So I could be completely wrong there. But what I will say about what you're saying about getting psyched up every day, it's true because you do get in. And you also ca- you catch a bit of an ego as you go, right? Sure. You're you're the man. Or, or in Ellen's case, you're the woman. You're the boss. She did that for 19 years, too. Keep in mind for Ellen. Who the fuck wouldn't get sick of doing that shit every day? How much and do you think was handed off? Like oh, as far as like once the routine was figured out, it's okay, now it's the showrunner's uh, job. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it, honestly, toward the end. And it's more like about your personality in the moment. So when something screws up, you get pissed off because it's a reflection of you. I mean, in, in all fairness, there's a lot of pressure there. It is Jimmy Fallon hosting Tonight Show. It was Ellen on Ellen. So everybody represents you. You are the face. It's not like you're a team. You know, some shows, it's a team of people. That's not the case in this, these that, instances. For the Ellen story, and I think this kind of goes along with the Fallon story too, is that a lot of the accusations seem to include people who are in charge. It's not just specifically the host. Yes. Like the Ellen, yes. like Ellen was almost like, I didn't realize this was happening. It so happened to I, Kelly. Kelly Clarkson, you guys might yeah, remember. That's right. That exact same thing happened yeah. not even long ago, like I, like less than a year ago. I just she, think there's a disconnect. Yes. There's a disconnect there. Yes, and she obviously wasn't doing her due diligence. I think you do have, you absolutely have to be hands-on. If you're the face and the name of the show, you have to be that hands-on and make sure is everyone good. And it's probably is one of those things where you're just handing it off to this person thinking, oh, they're doing a good job. But really, it's quite toxic. And no one's going to tell you that. On the James Corden thing, I heard it was about the stuff he was doing in public, yeah, like treating like uh, like servers People. like crap. Yeah, and apparently he is a piece of shit. I've heard he is yeah. a piece of shit. He like, apparently is legit. Go ahead and watch Carpool Karaoke if you want, but he's a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> from what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Okay, so let's move on to another piece of shit. A true piece of shit convicted. Uh Finally, justice has been done. Danny Masterson, the guy who was on That 70s Show, has finally been sentenced to 30 years to life for multiple sexual assaults and rapes. Yeah, so this sentencing is from raping two women. There were three accusers. One of them, was it a mistrial? One of them was a mistrial or something happened. Um, Regardless, it happened in early 2000s, 2001 and 2003. All three accusers, former members of the Church of Scientology as well, to which Danny apparently does still belong. Uh, He thinks of himself as a Scientologist. Okay, go ahead. Uh, 30 years to life. 
It took a long time to get here, by the way, because I feel like the accusation started years ago, right? I mean, he was on the ranch. And what a, you know, what a waste of a talent, too. I know that's like a weird thing to say, but don't, but we all feel that way when we hear about someone we like ending up being a piece of shit. And it's too bad because he, he the talent was there. He's just a terrible human being. And it's too bad. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. He's a fabulous example. <laughs> he was America's dad. A fabulous example, you know? Leah Rimini. Former Scientologist who strongly opposes Scientology today. And it really made me realize reading her statement. I don't know enough about Scientology, but I think enough has been raised here that I kind of want to learn a little bit you more. You could watch her documentary. Yeah. You should say, watch her documentary. Surviving Scientology, yeah. I think is what it's called. Yeah. So she was in the courtroom yesterday when Danny Masterson was sentenced. Here's what she says. Sitting in court today with the women who survived Danny Masterson's predation was a surreal experience. Over the past seven decades, Former Scientologists have sadly become used to used to Scientology using its financial resources, religious protection, and relationships to snatch justice away from them. For over two decades, Danny Masterson avoided accountability for his crimes. While Danny was the only one sentenced, his conviction and sentence are indictments against Scientology, its operatives, and its criminal leader, David... Miscavige? Is that Miscavige? Miscavige, yeah. Yep. She says Scientology covered up Danny's crimes with help from its intelligence agency, the Office of Special Affairs, top church officials, she named some names, uh, and its network of hungry, unethical attorneys, private investigators, agents, and civilian Scientologists who engaged in a conspiracy to cover up crimes of sexual violence. She has a lawsuit against Scientology as well, the Church of Scientology uh, currently. And that'll be ongoing for a while, I'm sure. But just so you guys know, there's legal action taken by Leah Remedy against them. So I heard a little bit about Scientology decades ago. Just it was starting to come up. There was some Tom Cruise Tom stuff. Tom Cruise, Nanu Nanu shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't really think much of it, but I'm really starting to get the vibe that it's very, very culty. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I just know that there's some people who are involved. And then when I hear that, there's civilian members and then there's like higher ups, like people as part of the elite. And apparently it's like a big sex rapey thing that's going on in, in a lot of cases here. Or at the absolute least, some sexual assaults have happened, clearly, because this guy's getting 30 to life for it. Why the fuck are they allowed to still operate? What is going on here? And why is this not being investigated? All great questions. All great questions that get raised in the multiple documentaries. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know the answer. Um, it's a church. Is it though? Yep. And if I... It's, it's, it's recognized it, as a church. This is why it falls under so many categories that just kind of let things slide a little bit. But is it a church on a technicality in that as long as we're a church, we're offered certain protections or we get certain tax benefits? Like this doesn't yes. seem legit. It feels like yes, yes to, to I'm both get, of those. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yep. yeah. Oh, uh -huh. I really should watch this documentary. That's the accusation. I, what I get out of it is I should start a religion. Well, yeah, because apparently you can operate with complete impunity. In some ways, yeah. yeah. Like, honestly, watch this and you'll be blown away that this happens in in this day and age with human beings. You'll be like, How, what? How is this a thing? How do you get somebody just plain as day off the street? Let's say I just discovered Dave Blizzard here and Dave's a talented individual and I think he's going places. How do I go to Dave and say, hey, listen. I'm part of this weird sex cult and it might sound strange, but I really want you to join my cult and, and we're going to do some really messed up shit, but don't worry, you won't ever get convicted of it and you'll live a great life. Is that like the spin that they put on it? How do they recruit people to be part of this? Because normal people would say, ooh, if that's what's going on, I don't want any part of that. I don't think Scientology by its definition is a sex cult. Um, no. But it sounds like there's things that are happening. At least what we know from these documentaries and from Leah Remini's story, there's some things that are happening that should not be happening. Um, where all that information goes, how it gets covered up, if it's true or not, that's the stuff that we're all standing on the outside of the fence scratching our heads at going, what's happening in there? I mean, I've heard you have to sign contracts and stuff. Yeah, there's like like, legally binding yeah. contracts. You can't sue each other. You can't tell on each other. And that's one of the reasons why they're so well protected as well. There's also she got out. Don't forget, Leah Remini got yeah. out in 2013, which is why she's talking. There's got also out. Levels. Like you but should be able get, to leave. This shouldn't be a get out scenario. Yes, it's a scary. It's a scary thought. There's levels to it where you like pay to get to the next level mm -hmm. of understanding of mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. It's like it tears as you go up and you pay more to learn more.
Should we, do you guys think, do you think that we should automatically be suspicious of anyone we find out as part of the Church of Scientology? If we find out, I don't know, Tom Hanks is part of the Church of Scientology, do we ha instantly have to, to think, huh, better keep an eye on that Tom Hanks guy because something's wrong there. That's why I always wonder with the Tom Cruise love. And I'm like, this guy Tom has Cruise, been yeah. like very, very, very like big supporter of the church and of David Miscavige and, and all this stuff. Like apparently David Miscavige's wife's missing or has been missing. Miscavige, oh, well, I think I'm saying sketchy. it wrong. There's, there's a whole bunch of just weird. It just feels very weird. There's okay. I'm just looking at a list of celebrities linked to Scientology. And I mean, John Travolta is also one of them, too. Yep. You've got, uh, oh boy, a lot of different ones. On here. I don't know the ins and outs of it and why somebody would be enticed by it. So I can't pretend that there's not some great sales pitch and that there is some, I don't know, some positivity to it. I don't know. I just, because I've never experienced it and don't plan to anytime soon. <laughs> but from the outside looking in, yeah, it feels pretty strange. I don't know. Like for me, when it comes to Tom Cruise, though, there was definitely a reason why Katie Holmes had to be so quiet and careful when she left Tom Cruise and took Surrey and left. And Surrey doesn't talk to Tom. She doesn't. Mm -mm. Interesting. She had to be so very careful. And apparently she was just scared shitless of the church. Is it like common knowledge? Who's part of this club or religion I or mean, church I'm, or I mean, whatever I'm looking we call on it. here and I'm seeing like Nicole Kidman apparently still a part of it I don't I can't confirm these are all accurate but this is uh, according to a search but Juliette Lewis and I mean Laura Prepon who starred with Danny Masterson in that 70s show is also apparently a part of it a lot of celebrities Lisa Marie Presley was before she died interesting Demi Moore I mean there's a ton I want to learn more about this. I mean, it sounds like there's some sinister careful shit. Careful though, on careful. Here. I'm even I'm even worried about my search history now. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I do this damn podcast, I, I have to I have weekend. to worry about my search history. It's, it's all very, for you people. Yeah, it's very easy to get into the rabbit hole. I'll just warn you that. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I like the rabbit hole, though. but it's interesting. I know but you have to come out wide-eyed from that rabbit hole, being like, you know what I found out? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I found out Kretchen was actually a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, okay, one tough fucking lizard, yeah, a real, real badass lizard, a no screwing around kind of lizard. You know what I read this weekend was that Stephen Harper was a Ninja Turtle, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that's accurate, Scott. <laughs> no, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I seen it. I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to do one more. It's a TikTok video that was. We got more text messages to our radio show today than I think we've ever had on one topic. It's because all people have this in common. We all poo. Speak for yourself. This is wild, and we're gonna break it down after you listen to the clip. It's two parts. Listen to this. So I actually don't wipe my bum. Um, when you think about it, in nature, no other animal wipes after they use the restroom. So why do we do that? Um, and I don't, I know there's got to be a benefit to not wiping. I don't really know what it is. But if God wanted us to wipe after we use the restroom, we would have a built-in way to do that um, into our anatomy. You know what I mean? Um, so because we don't, I personally believe that wiping after using the restroom is not good for your health. Uh, you don't know what chemicals are in toilet paper or yes. in wipes. Um, so I personally think it's best to just not wipe. You know Dave, what? She thinks it's best to not wipe because <laughs> other animals don't do that. God would have given you toilet paper built into your body if he wanted you to wipe. But he gave us thumbs that's and fingers that move, and we do have the ability to wipe. That's what he gave us. She's just choosing to ignore it. Come to my house, lady, and change my baby's diaper after a, a big dookie, and then decide, <laughs> yeah, this doesn't need to be wiped. <laughs> like... I like the thought of having an infection. Yeah. You know, yeah, I I, something sounds fun yeah. to me about that. But you know what's amazing is you can hear her convincing herself. Well, no other animal does it. If God wanted us to be able to wipe, he would have had some built-in mechanism like a tail. And Do I have to say the obvious? Yes, please. <laughs> what? Both of you are looking at me like, tell what us. What are you going to say? Because I'm dying to know what you want to say. My chin is in my hands. <laughs> tell me. For this, this person, my question would be to you. 
what mammal on the planet has the ass that a human does? We mm. got we got cheeks. We've got things that surround the anus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Butt yeah. cheeks. When you're wiping, it, it it's not it's not a it's not like a sausage cutter where it's like it ends it and it's like there's no remnants, there's no movement, there's nothing else that doesn't come out in a perfect straight line like Play-Doh. Like what does she think? What is oh, this is so frustrating. Uh, I'm going to play part two of the clip now where oh. she explains a little bit more. There's more. Um, but I stopped wiping about two years ago when Jesus. I started using uh, the litter box instead of a toilet. Come on. And uh, I have noticed, like, I have not gotten as sick as often. Now, I know correlation is not causation, but, you know, I feel like my immunity, um, immune <laughs> system has like, been said. built up since I stopped wiping. Um, and it's probably because I'm not exposing myself to those chemicals. She thinks that the reason she was getting sick in the past was the chemicals in the toilet paper. Are there chemicals in shit? What about the shit? It's full of bacteria. It's the <laughs> shit that your body didn't want. That's why it's called that. Your body's expelling anything it didn't actually need or want. My favorite thing is she kind of shuts her herself down in the first part where she's just like, I think there's a reason why and I don't know why. I don't know why, but I'm just saying it. You don't <laughs> oh, know what you're talking about. This is, it's one of those, I don't know why, but this is my stance. Yes. This is, this is and the I hell can't I'm tell you why. On. Yeah. It's... But you can see why some people are so easily influenced, how they can talk themselves into something. This woman looked at, I don't know, she went to, I don't know, Pet Value and saw a fucking bunny rabbit in there and thought, well, the bunny doesn't wipe, so why are people wiping? I think it's wrong. They also lick their privates. Are you going to start doing that? If the bunny has diarrhea, here we go. Oh, no. If the bunny has diarrhea, you know what you got to do? You got to wipe the fur. You got to wipe the fur. You got to clean it up. Oh, I've had to clean up dog shit off my dog's fur, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just using rabbit because that was the example for the pet store. But yes, every animal yeah. in that it's domesticated that has diarrhea or something funky going on back yeah. there needs a wipe. Can I also add just one more thing that I think is relevant to this conversation? This person needs to be institutionalized? That. Okay. Uh, or maybe they're just looking for attention. It's hard to say sometimes with some of the TikTok videos. I think that she's probably just looking for attention. Well, I, I, we, I don't believe yeah. she that said a litter human box being. He's got, he yeah, exactly. And it's so, yeah, she might not be telling the truth, but you know that people are fucking crazy. And there's probably people that do that anyway or saw this, even though it was fake, if that's the case, and went... Yeah, she makes a good point. Kay. No, she doesn't make a good point. Stop it. Put your phone down. With litter boxes, though, in fairness, there are schools who have brought in litter boxes for the students who identify as animals. You're you're Stop fucking it. with us. No, Where? I'm not. Where's that? There's. I can't give you the actual school. <laughs> there are kids in our schools in southern Ontario that identify as animals, and they'd like to be treated like animals. I swear to God, I'm not kidding. Oh, wow. That's the first I've heard of that. Yeah, it's it's with, a thing. So what, maybe it's not that far off. But this is why I couldn't work in the school. So I couldn't even with that kid. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> yeah. Back no, you to- wouldn't. You would say. <laughs> <laughs> Good kitty. Yeah. But just the one point that I think is relevant to this conversation is um, we're not animals. We have progressed beyond that. We've evolved as a species. We're at a point right now where, you know, if I wanted to, I could probably go to that forest over there and try and find something to eat. But I don't because there's a Harvey's right over there. And that's the easier way. And the forest isn't making your burger a beautiful thing. No. (laughs) Very limited (laughs) toppings. I'll tell you that. We're not animals. And no, we don't need to live that life. So I, I think the argument in itself is pretty ridiculous. Can I correct? Can I do the, well, actually. Oh, yeah, go ahead. We are animals. We're just a more evolved species, like you said. Right. But we are. We are for those who are going to be like, you know what, guys? You guys actually are animals. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody would have done that. You yeah. know what? Our audience was so fucking nitpicky today. <laughs> oh, oh I, got it, oh, I got it. I got into it. I got it. And uh, I got into it with someone on the phone who got angry. What are happened? you going to talk about the thing? That, that's the last thing on our list. And it's coming up right oh, here. Oh, I almost, I saved the phone call just so you knew that I didn't swear at him, even though I really wanted to. I'll tell you the story first. Uh, and this goes back to earlier this week. It was uh, World Sexual Health Day. So Uber, who never misses an opportunity to tell everyone about Uber, Put out some new numbers. <laughs> it's true. On the amount of sexual wellness products that Uber couriers are delivering. They say almost half, 
44% of Canadians reported using delivery apps to order everything from snacks to essential items in the past year. Sexual wellness products, including condoms, emergency contraceptives, lubricants, vibrators, and more have become a popular category. However, pregnancy tests and condoms top the list of the most popular sexual health products ordered on Uber Eats, along with lubricants and vibrators. Uh, the number one market in Canada that is ordering everything from lube to vibrators to condoms and plan B, Kitchener-Waterloo. Really? Number one in Canada. Whoa. It beat out Toronto at number two, London, Ontario, number three, then Vancouver, Ottawa, and Victoria. Hamilton was number seven. Edmonton was eight. Niagara was number nine. Biggest consumers of sexual health products. Uh, The top five most popular sexual health products being delivered. Number one, emergency contraceptives. Ah, like Plan B? Plan B. Pregnancy tests, water-based lubricant, ultra-thin lubricated condoms, and dual-ring vibrators. Mm. Um, Okay, I just want to, I'll just give you a couple more quick little things here. Uh, Hamilton, they're calling the slickest city. Hamiltonians are by far, Uber says, the biggest consumers of sexual lubricants on Uber Mm. Eats. Okay. Congratulations, Hamilton. That's why you need snow tires year-round there. <laughs> Sliding around. Slipping. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, extra slippy. Some, need some extra grip. Get the four-wheel drive. You wouldn't think why does everyone from Hamilton sound like this? We don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Hamilton. Why, why do you <laughs> why talk do like I that? Why do I sound like that? <laughs> why is the city on the water so dry? Yeah. <laughs> Great question. Well, you've seen that water. Ain't nobody yeah. going to dip their yeah, toe in that. Yeah, exactly. Things dry up pretty quickly when you hear that water. <laughs> Oh, you're taking me for a date on a boat, eh? Yeah, oh, no. great. Oh, yeah, you get so excited for it. And it's like, <laughs> why are we heading towards Hamilton? I did, I, like, I, did oh. a tu- I did a tour, a boat tour once in Hamilton. It was just one of those things I found myself there and I had the day. And we're like, oh, let's do this boat tour. It was, it was the funniest thing. It was the most <laughs> fucked up thing. But it was cool because the guy who owns Tim Hortons docked his ginormous like yacht. So we actually got to see that up close. It was the coolest part of it. But aside from that... I don't know your, if it's worth it. You had to plug your nose the it rest was not of the time. Good. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't great. Dave and I were in Hamilton Harbor together once. Yep, towing his boat what, out of what the did, water. Did this story start with alcohol? No, my boat died. Oh, that was when your boat died. Yeah, but I only had one paddle, and he was stronger, so he paddled back. <laughs> <laughs> this like decent sized boat. It was like not just like a little like a you know little canoe or something like that. Like it was a good sized boat. Good size. So I, I'm using these oars that are bigger than me. And I'm like, doing my best. It's kind of like, I think we're going the right way. Is that, is that when your ring slipped off? Yeah, uh, no, that was enough. That was in Bellwood Lake. Ah, okay. Yeah. I'm sure, that was an accident. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my ring is gone. Quick, order some lubricant from, from, from Uber Eats. We'll find it. I slide this shit off. <laughs> Pretend it fell. Why are we ordering um, vibrators on Uber Eats? I was just checking, by the way. Instacart lets you do that, too. Really? I checked my... Look at all my search histories are all fucked now. Thanks, guys. But isn't Uber Eats... I get that it's convenient and it's quick. It is. I mean, they've really figured it out. It's awesome. But... I, I just like the cat was typing in her search vibe and, it, just, and it completely auto completed the whole thing. Yeah, it was wild. Like her passwords. Yeah. <laughs> Use thumbprint. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, right. Do you mean this again? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to order this again? again? Are you sure? I mean, you just ordered it. <laughs> out of these products here, though, I mean, we'll, we'll go one by one. Is there an emergency situation where you need a vibrator or a situation where... You're, you're already into it and you, you can't leave the house, so you have to have a courier bring you one? Oh, there's still people who feel quite, sh- like, sh- shameful oh. going to purchase these products, right? Oh. So why not put the shame on that driver and delivery person and make them go shop for it? That's my favorite part is they're shopping for that in the store. So how many people got that notification of like, oh, good, someone wants me to head to whatever, shoppers. and Oh, oh, I got to go to that section. Oh, uh. okay. Uh. Huh. Are they embarrassed or they're just I like, fuck it, it's a job? I just didn't even think of that. The person going and shopping. Yeah, they're for you. shopping for it. So if you go and buy it, and let's say you feel a little embarrassed about it, do you make up some like backstory as to why you're buying it? I oh, do. I, I work for Uber Eats. Yeah, you probably <laughs> would. You'd probably have like an Uber Eats. I would. I, if someone wanted me, if I worked for that job, probably I would. There would probably be situations where I would bring in and like show everybody, like, huh, I'm delivering for someone. 
<laughs> put it in the bag. Like, oh, it's a delivery. Do they put the dildos in the same bag they put my Chinese takeout in? Maybe. Oh, possible. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, pregnancy tests. Is it the same thing? Embarrassment about buying them? Or is it just, I might be pregnant, I better not drive? Discreet. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. Some people collect them like nothing and then they just keep it with them all the time. Uh, Condoms, I guess that's a convenience thing. Sure, we need some condoms and maybe we've been drinking. We don't want to go out. Sure. Better, hey, safety first. Yeah, no more of the, I got to run down to... Shoppers or Rexall. Yeah. Like, no more of that. Yeah. Now it's just Uber shows up. Let someone else Hang do on, it. baby. I'll be right back. <laughs> you, you go to answer the door and you get a thump before the door. <laughs> oh, these guys are ready. I see. <laughs> I see what happened here. Live at the door and go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Scram. You're looking through the eye hole just to try to see if they. Hmm, you know what? I'm going to see if they want to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Emergency contraceptives coming from the Uber Eats drivers. Yeah. You can, it's over the counter, right? I've never bought plan B. But it's over the counter. Yeah. So they have to go up and get a plan B. It's not a prescription, right? They just say, I, I want the plan B. I think it's one of those things you ask the pharmacist, right? So when you go to a fight, there's a stuff right up front and in the aisles, but there's stuff behind the counter you just have to ask for. And the Loxone kit is a great example of that, right? They gave me a hard time when I asked for one yeah. the other day. And that was free. It's free. And they plan gave me a hard B, time about plan that. Plan B you have to pay for, right? I, yes, or do I don't you? think it's free. In Ontario, it's not free. Right now. Okay, so then what? that's what you would do is you would go and say, hey, I, I need a plan B, and that's it. Is it covered? Like, is it under your benefits or anything like that? Because how I does the Uber Eats driver know? I don't think so because it's not prescribed. Oh. Yeah, you'd probably have to pay for it. So it'd be in like the same category as like Tylenol and shit like that? I guess so, yeah. Like if they, the naloxone kit's a great example of something that you'd have to talk to the pharmacist for. I don't think you can just buy it on the shelf. Oh. Like you have to actually get yeah, it from the pharmacist. Yeah, you have to talk to someone. Yeah. Yeah. So I was at Shoppers last week and they had the naloxone kits behind the pharmacy counter. And I said to the guy, oh, hey, there's those naloxone kits. I promote these things on the radio probably once a week. For those who didn't hear the news today on 91.5 The Beat in Kitchener, 31 overdoses in Kitchener in four days this wow. week. 31. 31 of them in four days. Please, God, everybody get a naloxone kit because if you happen to be wherever somebody's tweaking out and you could have saved a life by giving them this naloxone, please do it. And don't ever use alone. But I guess I didn't look like enough of a drug a drug user because I said to the pharmacist, <laughs> hey, can I have one of those? And he said, well, they're, they're for like drug overdoses and emergency situations. And first off, I'm thinking, I pay enough in tax in this country and we just give those things away. I'm entitled to one, so fucking give me one. Second off, I shouldn't need to explain why. Yeah. I just want one yeah. and it should be no questions asked. It could have been for a loved one. Kit. It could have been for anyone. They shouldn't also assume that it's for you. I kind of want to have one at the house just in case somebody comes over sure. and I don't know that they're using or something like that. If it they go down, I want to be able to help. If it could save a life. I, that's, that's one of the reasons why I think EpiPens should be also be readily available to people. Naloxone and EpiPens, put them in a package, every household maybe, or I don't know if you can carry it in your car. I don't know how it works, but like it should be more readily available. They're life-saving tools. So I actually do rely on EpiPens because mm-hmm. I have a anaphylaxis and it's sickening that I have to pay $125 every time I need a, an mm-hmm. injector. And by the way, they expire after a year. Yeah. So I feel like every year I waste $375 because I never use them. I just have them there as an emergency, but they expire. It's crazy that we charge people 125 bucks for an EpiPen, but we'll give you the naloxone kit for free. They should all yeah. be free because they save lives immediately yeah. and they buy that time until first responders arrive. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's not the point of this rant. My point was he was actually like resisting giving me this naloxone kit. I'm like, fuck you, buddy. A, I just got a whole bunch of prescriptions here and B, give me the goddamn naloxone. And you know what? Just for the inconvenience, throw in some COVID tests too. <laughs> <laughs> Fill this bag, damn it. If Fill it's the free, bag. I want it. <laughs> Pamphlets, yeah. throwing pamphlets. Okay, sir. Scott thinks it's turned into like a trick-or-treating situation. <laughs> yeah, I'll take two of the blue ones over there. <laughs> what else you got? So somebody called in today because we said that in the pod today, we would talk about the um, uh, this thing from Uber with the amount of people that are ordering emergency contraceptives and pregnancy tests and lube and condoms and vibrators and shit like that. This guy was like fucking furious that we dared to promote Plan B. Adverti- I think he used the word, you advertised it. And I got into a fight with him about that because I was just like, well, first of all, he didn't really let us talk. He didn't really let us speak in that conversation. Yeah, but. some people call and they just want to rant. They don't actually want to listen. And I hate that. That's not a conversation. No, 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 no it's not. It was Very actually one-sided. quite rude. 
Well, he was questioning who would need that anyway, who would need that uh, uh, on top of the fact that you're advertising it. Nobody should need it. You should be filing a police report if it's a sexual assault, and that should be the only reason why you need it. Well, the cops aren't going to give you plan B either. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just... a whole thing. Like, the, the, the dude never experienced anything in life that would have made him feel otherwise. It was mind-boggling to him that anyone could be sexually assaulted and not report it to the police. And I thought, wow, you were just Man. so it out was of very, the It was loop. a very close-minded like, and one-way conversation. That's such a frustrating conversation to have because yeah. it, it seems like there's just no budge. No, that's like, why we ended up saying goodbye. You're not willing to understand that there's more than what you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, listen, there's been a lot of really, really good conversations lately in many different cities, not all of them, but in many cities, about declaring intimate partner violence an epidemic. I firmly believe it is, and and mm-hmm. you should go back and, and read some of the arguments both ways about declaring it an epidemic, because one of the startling things that comes out of those conversations and those declarations is the amount of people who do get sexually assaulted in their own home, but they don't want to call the cops on their partner. Mm-hmm. And it's, we need this sort of stuff. Put it that way. Yeah, I agree. Um, And on that, we will say thank you very much for listening to After 9, but I'm sure we owe some apology to somebody. I feel like this is going to be a long list that I'm going to have to deal with after the pod, too. Uh, Sorry to everyone. (laughs) uh, Sorry to everyone who was upset that I wasn't here for the first bit of the pod. That's terribly unacceptable. That's on you. By the way, hang on. I don't want to cut you off here, but weren't you wondering what we were talking about before you came in? You didn't even ask. It didn't bother you. Were you just like, screw these people. I don't care what they were talking about. Oh, I'll go back and listen to the pod. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot that was an option. There's a rewind button for a reason. We were just wondering if you would wonder what we were talking about, but clearly you don't care. No, I did wonder, but I also (laughs) didn't want to derail it by saying, hey, everybody, I know how you were already listening to this part, but I'm going to make them repeat it so they can tell me and loop me in on what's going on. (laughs) Screw you, everybody else who's listening. It doesn't matter what you think i'm waiting for my updates spoiler alert to you and the future dave Blizzard, who's listening now already knows we are just screwing with you just to mess with you that's all we weren't even talking about anything do you owe dave an apology for interrupting dave's apologies i owe dave an apology can you add that to the apology <laughs> I list owe, i will add that <laughs> Thank to the you. list <laughs> we should be deeply apologetic to anyone that has worked for jimmy fallon uh sorry not sorry to james corden uh, probably for safety purposes, we should say sorry, Scientology. Uh, we also feel remorseful. <laughs> I am not suicidal. <laughs> no, I, I, we, we didn't do anything. We promise. We feel remorseful towards those who feel, feel great. that they shouldn't wipe their b-holes because animals don't. Uh, we also offer support to those who like to buy personal pleasure items with Uber or Instacart. And regards to any pharmacist that Scott has yelled at for his pharmaceutical requests. I didn't uh, yell. I just wanted the fucking drugs. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. Give me the thing. <laughs> I said, give me the thing! Uh, but I was very respectful about it. Uh, yeah, that's right. In the kindest of ways, I'd like to say, F you, sir. Uh, 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 sorry to Kat for having to be sorry for interrupting the apologies. And finally, apologies to Mike Tyson. Not for any reason in particular, but very much like scientific uh, Scientology. We just think it's a good idea. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you on Monday. Don't forget, Monday, we start giving away Taylor Swift tickets on 91.5 The Beat and Energy 95.3, The Scott and Cat Show, mm-hmm. shortly after 8 a.m. If you know any hardcore Taylor Swift fans in your life, make sure they're listening because this really is for the true Taylor Swift fans. We want to hook them up with tickets to see Taylor next year in Toronto.